Welcome to the Roll for Crit podcast, episode number five, the show where we discuss board games, RPGs, all tabletop games of all kinds, playing them, looking forward to more about them. We have so much fun every week, and we're glad you're joining us once again uh, in this early part of our run. My name is Jonathan. I'm Will, and yes, there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but of course, as always, we mm-hmm. need to start with the initiative die roll. That's right. We're going to roll to see how the show is going to go this week. We're on an uphill trend now, and that I'm not saying that just because I rolled a one two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, what'd you get this week? <laughs> a 17. Wow, a 17 to start off the show. I mean, I th- I'm in a good mood, and I think that's another unique number. That's another thing I'm tracking. <laughs> I want to see if in 20 we gotta episodes... got to fill out our bingo card. <laughs> yes, can we get one number on each die? Well... I think we have a couple of excellent guests that are going to help us through with this with this 17 boost that we've now received. Because, my friends, joining our party today are two contributors to the Dice Tower Network and hosts of the YouTube channel Our Family Plays Games. Uh, it's our very yeah. first double header <laughs> guest that we've had. Welcome to the show, Mick and Starla Fitch. Yay! Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah. I got excited there. Yeah, you got a little excited. Talking all early. This is a podcast, Starla. A podcast. Yeah. The podcast. We love that. We love any and all feedback. Um, oh, yeah. And that energy is always good. We always help bring it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. of course. Of course. So we got to do our thing, though. Got to do our thing, even though you can't see it. Yeah. But you got to do it. So, Starla. So, for those of you who don't know us, I'm Starla. I'm Mick. And we are our, our family plays games. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All yes. the silent and stuff can't see us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining it in my head. Yeah. Uh, if anyone has, is not familiar, we'll put links in the show notes. You got to go check out Our Family Plays Games. It's an awesome channel. And we we have to invite guests like you guys on the show to give us like a, a boost of energy. Because, <laughs> uh, the two of you always have. I don't know how you do it. You always seem very excited, very passionate. And it's it's inspiring to me who is uh, someone who is very low key and sometimes just wants to go to sleep. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta be, you know, we're in a we're in a hobby that you're supposed to have fun. Yes. And you can't take it all too serious. No. Now we do take some things serious like our diversity and inclusion, but everything else And winning. And winning. <laughs> but you know, you gotta have fun though. You have to have we fun. Have that's fun. what it's all about. We have fun. You know, I yeah. think that's why the die was able to roll so high. That's right. <laughs> it gave it the energy to get high. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think. I think. I love it. I love that spirit. I love the attitude. We're going to use that to carry us through uh, the rest of the show. Beginning, as always, with our news roundup. News roundup. That's how that thing sounded like mine. Like what I do. Yeah. What we don't know what that sound is. Is that a telegraph? What is that sound supposed to be? We don't know. All right. (laughs) Nobody knows (laughs) that that information has been lost to history. Uh, So some interesting tabletop news stories this week. The first one is very relevant to our current times. Wizards of the Coast, of course, for the past uh, year plus, has not been holding their normal in-store. Uh, play events for Magic the Gathering or any of their other uh, games. Of course, most game stores haven't weren't open for a, quite a long period of time because of the pandemic. But they have announced that this month, May 28th, that is returning. 
They are going to have a few kind of bonuses, promotions as part of this to try to entice people to come back to the store, like some, you know, free special unique cards that you'll get if you enter into some things. Of course, they are saying that, you know, for stores that are not yet ready or not able or just in a location where it's not safe enough yet to do this kind of thing, they're going to try to support them as well. But they're they're trying to move back into into normalcy it seems as i think most of us would like to do i now we, we were just talking before the show starlin mick i know you guys are vaccinated but yes. what do you what do you think about you know the kind of the gaming world opening up more uh, including this like in-store kind of play well for you know right now um, you know, we're kind of cautious because, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of look at there's a store that we have here called the Game Shop. Love those guys. Love them here in Omaha. And they're very, you know, conscious about what's going on. They haven't started in game, you know, in gaming in their stores yet. And they're really conscious about what's happening. So I'm kind of kind of leaning on them to see what they're going to do. They're thinking about maybe a little bit, you know, later on in the fall. And I think that's where everybody's kind of, you know, kind of going to start up. Well, most people. So well, that's I what mean, we're looking you at. You know, we had talked earlier. You know, I just feel safe when everyone is wearing a mask. Yeah, well, I mean, not, not everybody's going to wear a mask. Well, the thing is, that's what, you know, kept this country safe before when yeah. they had the big what, smallpox outbreak yeah. or whatever. And if you wear the mask and then if we all get vaccinated, then, you know, we're going to be safe. Yeah. But those people who are not vaccinated, we need to wear the mask and people need to care enough, not only about themselves, but about our country to wear a mask but so that we can get that. so that we can get together. They're, they're I mean, because I don't I don't have a problem being in a room with people with a mask because I do oh, it at yeah, work yeah. every day. I don't have a problem you know, with I'm that, in a, yeah. I'm every day and I wear my mask religiously. Even yeah. though some people take mm-hmm. theirs off, I keep mine on. And so far, it kept me healthy throughout the pandemic because I mean, I've been going to an office now since last summer, but um, you know, it kept me safe even before we got the vaccine. The vaccine. Yeah. So I, I just think if we wear the mask and we make sure that we protect ourselves. I think we can have some. Yeah, but I think but later I think on to, in the fall. Yeah, yeah but we need to space on. out. We I don't want to be. Space out. I don't want to yeah. be in a crowded room with anybody. No, and I, I mean, no. I like it when we're in open air, but I think it's doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they are leaving it up to the individual stores as to you know whether they may require masks or even even require you to you know present uh, proof that you were vaccinated, something like that. I mean, I hope they. I think most places are requiring masks, but yeah, I I don't know. You know, some places are better about it than others. Um, well, you know, actually, thing, you know, thing here in Omaha, they're going to give up the uh, the mandate, the mandate on yeah. May twenty, I think no, May 26th, 29th. 29th. Yeah. So after right that, before Memorial Day weekend, yeah, right before Memorial Day weekend, which is not good. Yeah. It's a big holiday week. So they they're going to stop the the mass. So you know, that's going to be like, oh, okay, what's going to happen now? So we're we're kind of waiting and seeing what's happening. You know, yeah. before we really jump in and yeah. and start playing with other folk. Hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I do think that's the problem. And it always seems that it's like, oh, we should uh, stop this mask mandate before a big holiday, which is like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you've already seen that like 10 times over the last year of like, Right after a holiday, something bad happens. Yeah, because it, it backfires. We all relax because we it's wanted like, it for the holiday. Yeah, it backfires. They're like, oh, well, let's take off the mask. Everybody can go back to what's quote unquote normal. But I don't know if we're going to have that anymore because they have so many different strains coming out. I think we need to get comfortable. 
for the time being with yeah. masks. We just have to if you want to yeah. be healthy and not get COVID. I also just like the mask because that way I can just hide my part of my face so people don't see as much. Oh, there's a lot of benefits to it. Uh, I I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you can be like you know you get to be incognito a little bit. (laughs) Don't feel (laughs) self conscious. Will you are the the magic guy Mm -hmm. on the show? So what about from the perspective of you know this affecting the world of Magic the Gathering or, or other trading card games potentially? Well, this actually. I've heard called this actually the second set of what their in-store play promos. And the first ones were before, you know, COVID hit. So that helped out a lot. It's a great card in general. And what I like is what they're doing is, is it's, it's less of coming to play for all of them. The first ones are literally come in, spend $50. So even if you're like, I'm not comfortable around the tournament, people are still coming to get products. I, you know, I think the box, the newest Modern Horizons already going for like $200. So people are going to come in to buy those. And this way, people might be more tempted to come into their store to pay. And I that's a lot more manageable because you can have like, we only let three people in at a time and usually come in, buy your box, get out. Right. Which is much, much more reasonable than when you come to a draft, you sit down for an hour and someone goes and gets dinner and then comes back, which can be a bit tougher. And I mean, I think was it then during the? I think they say the fall. Uh, is it fall? They're, they pretty much say depending on what goes on. They're hoping things. They'll do more of a thing for if you come and play, which is also good because then it gets more people in the seats. But you know, we're we're still not ready. I remember this is even though it says U.S. Magic is a global game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got you got to think about where how things are going in other places as well. Well, you know, the thing is, didn't, uh, you know, Wizard of the Coast say that they made more money lately than, uh, you know, a lot of years? You know, they made a lot of money. So, I mean, they, they're not they hurt. did. Oh, no. And I know, I don't know if they've made more money than ever, but I do know that, like, Wizards of the Coast was, like, Hasbro's golden goose during this. Like, yeah. a lot of things went down, but they went up. And yet, somehow, they're still able to do some other things which are very questionable for consumers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do want to point out though, which is uh, another tabletop thing. We're starting to see spoilers for the D and D crossover with Magic. Mm. So if you're Ooh. curious at all with that, you can keep your eyes out for that. They've already shown off like an innkeeper, a Vorpal sword, and everyone's favorite dragon god Tiamat. All right, okay, that's a, that's very exciting. Yeah, I, I like what you said. That's good to point out about how they have the the bonus card. You don't necessarily have to go into play because. It does. There's a little part of it that almost feels like a little icky on their part of being like, look, if you want the exclusive free stuff, come maybe risk getting sick at a store. Uh, but you know, and I, I think it sounds like they are doing the right thing and uh, being as safe about it as they can. But yeah, it's, it's nice that they have that that option there, I guess. Uh, so people who aren't comfortable with it have other other avenues that they can take. Uh, but let, let's stick with Wizards of the Coast and let's also stick with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, as, as you brought up, uh, talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, a game you can play from the comfort of your own home over the Internet uh, without having to go anywhere these days. There is an announcement from Wizards of the Coast and the G4 network, who, if anyone out there doesn't know or doesn't remember, G4 was a video game channel. 
They used to uh, be. A- I know all about them because I <laughs> might show my age, but I'm a little old. And G4 used to be my go-to place to find out about all the video games that I wanted to play. Well, so, they're but, coming back. Yes, they're they are coming, coming back. back. And we're so I'm so happy to see them. Yeah, and they're and they're not just about video games anymore. Apparently, oh, no. they are also going to have this D and D live event it's going to start as a live stream event online uh in july but then in the fall that once the channel launches proper it's going to be i believe like an ongoing series where they're following different DD games there's going to be they said some celebrity guests some DD vets different different kinds of people playing and uh you know in the vein of things like critical role and everything DD, watching people play DD has become a pastime in this in this country so it sounds like Mick, you're you're lining up. You're right on board to watch oh, this stuff. I'm re- I've always been a fan of G4. Loved them. It was it was heartbreaking when they went away. So uh, you know, I'm excited to see them back. And they even bring back some of the old you know old guys and you know guys and gals that used to you know host the shows. So I'm I'm really happy about that. Really happy. But I know all about G4. <laughs> now, what about Tech TV? Are you a Tech TV guy? No, I went a Tech TV guy. No. Oh, see, Tech, Tech TV was the was the precursor. That, well, first they merged. They merged eventually. G four took over yeah, Tech TV. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah, uh, but both both good channels for for nerdy folks like yes. us. Although yeah. although I don't know, it is a little strange that they're. I think they're going to have a lot of online content too. But you know, to launch a new cable TV channel in twenty twenty one almost feels a little backwards it's like like launching a new magazine or something i'm not sure if it's the best way to do it well Um, well, it's cool to see i think the 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 one guy it's a wrestler a um a wrestler who loves you know video games he's gonna be on there and i think he's also gonna do some some dnd too so that's gonna be pretty cool to see and play games because he i think uh on one of his shows uh, it was a bunch of wrestlers and they played a wingspan which i thought that was really cool so (laughs) And I'm looking forward to G4. That's fun. That's fun. I I, I know, Starly, you're not a role player, right? No, that's why I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she that's don't a, do that. No, she don't do may, that. Maybe this will be, maybe you'll watch this show and maybe it'll be a gateway. Mm, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm pretty sure about the things I like about this hobby and the things that I don't like. And I just kind of stick with the things I like. I mean, I love competitive games. As you guys know, I don't do co-op. So <laughs> I love those kind of things. So yeah. that's, that's me. I can't Very drag it in. I can't. I'm trying. trying. I'm trying. He's trying. Gee. <laughs> Very fair. What about you? uh, Jonathan, what was the competitive one that you have that's sort of like... um... Oh, oh, yeah, there are. I have, yeah, there are some competitive RPGs. I don't know if that's the part that uh, you're not as interested in, but uh, there's a couple of them. They are. Uh, Yes, there's some. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I mean, any RPG could be a competitive RPG depending on how you play it. That's right. You don't have to always be a team, Starla, even though you should. <laughs> that's I called playing a rogue. I have my team, Team Fitch. That's it. That's the only team I'm on. <laughs> We're rooting for that team. Thank you. Uh, we, thank you. We root for it every day. <laughs> but, you know, that's why, you know, I can't have her on no RPG because she'll be the bad person trying to kill me. And I need some, some people to help me. You know? No. Well, it sounds, did, like, 
Because yeah. see, I did D and D when uh, that was kind of like the first things I did when I was you know turning into a nerd back in uh, middle school. You know, I had to hide the stuff because my grandmother thought I was going to go to the devil and start praising oh, him. But oh. you know, so you know that's how long ago I'm showing my age again, showing my age. <laughs> but but yeah, so uh, that's when I started playing D and D, and I loved it back then. And then when I got to college, I was playing you know a Star Wars RPG. So it's it's in my blood a little bit. It's in my blood. That's awesome. I got to say, especially with also last week, we talked about uh, Jeff Goldblum on a show. I feel almost right. everyone has their own D&D show. I almost feel like we're going to start getting like sport teams where it's like normal thing to talk about D&D and like, yeah, I'm part of the critical role team. That's yeah. my team. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I hope so. I, I would I would love that. I mean, why not? I, uh, I, I think it's cool. And I think it's. You know, when when G4 first launched, it was kind of a big deal to be like, whoa, a whole channel about video games. That's crazy. Yeah. And now now that doesn't seem that crazy. So I wonder if we'll get there at some point for board games. Uh, I mean, I think, like I said, there's it's almost like, what's the point anymore? We missed that boat. We have the Internet now. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a whole live a section of live streaming channels. Maybe Netflix has the tabletop section or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and what I was thinking would happen. Um, I, I don't know. It's called Paramount now, whatever I had yeah. CBS mm -hmm. and you know, you can go watch your shows, but they also had your local channel that would be live. So I could imagine something like this G4 would have like, you can watch their channel, but they also have shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that could be a, a good addition to the nerd centric world of streaming. And, and I hope they do. I hope G4, you know, gets real diverse with it because there's a couple of diverse RPGs coming out. Like I know on Kickstarter, it was like a one that was made by Native Americans called Coyotes and something. But it was it was really. Oh, cool. yeah. And then, you know, there's another one. There's right now, I think uh, on Twitch, there's a uh, African-American based one called uh, Into the Motherload, a motherland or something. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, I hope they get diverse with it. You know, Absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love my D&D, &D, but every time, especially, you know, when we hit February where they have the zine quest and Kickstarter, it, it, the RPG style allows you to do some, maybe that wouldn't be as easily fundable or created things if you made a whole video game about them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And being able to experience them in this way, in what I think would be probably the most interesting way, not feeling like... So some producers just like, take that away because I don't think enough people are going to buy that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it would be fantastic. Yeah, I think is it Coyote and Crow, I think. Yeah, Coyote and Crow. Now, I'm really interested in that. That sounds really cool. And, you know, I'll just get the book and just look at it. So I, that's cool. You know, I know um, it just, I think it came out during the pandemic and our friend backed it. The, uh, the one about like the vampires at night while you run a Chinese restaurant. It's like the um, Asian immigrants in america yeah mm. yeah uh that one i think also came out and i'm really i really want to try that one out because that yeah. would sound really cool we're big fans of in any game but rpgs seem like especially good for it sometimes is you know getting that when it's when it's not just the fantasy when it does something very interesting and takes it in a different direction uses like folklore mm -hmm. from different cultures and stuff yeah. like that big obviously we're all big fans of that. So uh, we will see, uh, like I said, July is this uh, kind of launch event. And then sometime in the fall, G4 will return. Cool. Uh, cool. Now, unfortunately, something, some things come back. Some things go away. And next story is 
uh, a little bit of a downer. Uh, the game company publisher Story Machine Games has announced that they are closing their doors, no longer going to be putting out any new titles. Uh, you may know them from they've done a bunch of Kickstarters for games like Sacred Rights, Rosetta, The Lost Language, and Danger Park, which we yeah. reviewed uh, and are familiar with. Uh, and they have announced that they're no longer going forward uh, pretty much because of, again, bringing it back around. It's kind of hard to escape it in the news anywhere these days uh, due to the pandemic. They are holding a sale right now on their website through Saturday, through May 15th, where they're selling all their games 50% off. Mm -hmm. So if you want to try to get in, you can get in. But, you know, it is it's very unfortunate. I have to say, I don't know. I can't think of many um, in board game publishers that I have heard of that have closed down during yeah, the pandemic, yeah. which it, is it, kind of a good thing. Yeah, it was, it was surprising to see get that email from them from uh, Story Machine saying that they were closing down because, you know, mm. uh, Rosetta, I think we have Rosetta. We have Rosetta. Yeah, we have Rosetta and we have Danger Park and we were looking, at, looking forward to trying Danger Park. Now, I know I've heard some kind of you know, mixed reviews on Danger Park, but we're going to try it out. But Rosetta, I've heard a lot of good things about the Rosetta game. A lot of good things. But it was sad to hear them, you know, that they're closing shop. Really sad. Yeah, we, we enjoyed our time with with Danger Park. Okay. And also on a on a personal note, we also have a friend who design, helped design that game. Okay. <laughs> uh, who it was kind of a funny thing. We didn't even know. We hadn't talked to him in a long time. They they reached out to us for review and I was, I was like, I think I know the person who made this game. Uh, <laughs> so kind of a small world thing there. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, what do you, I know you, I think you like danger park too. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's one of those games that it's interesting because it can get how chaotic it can get, but mm. it was weird just because it felt like I didn't know. And even from the description, like it doesn't sound like they're doing terrible. You know, usually we see all these other signs we hear about how like they're re, doing things or selling their game rights or it just seemed a bit out of nowhere to me yeah mm. yeah i agree because i it, it sounded like they were doing pretty good danger park was coming along and mm -hmm. things were doing okay and then all of a sudden hey got an email for you like whoa <laughs> right <laughs> yeah they've only been around for a few years so they're yeah. a relatively young company yeah um but you know we've we've talked about before that i think it's just it's it's hard it's hard to uh I guess the other thing that surprises me is that I feel like a lot of these indie companies on Kickstarter will, you know, they'll make a game when they have the time for it, or yeah. if, even if it takes a lot of years, as opposed to, you know, it sounds like for them, this was, they were making it their, maybe their everyday job. And that's more why they had to stop as opposed yeah. to, of just, just kind of doing it when they were able to and keeping it alive in that way. But it's hard. It's a it's a tough thing. Yeah, because you know you see other you know you you see it the other way you know like new game you know uh, publishers coming to life you know like Rose Gauntlet you know but they got some right. pretty good pedigree pedigree behind them so yeah. you know they, they'll probably survive but you know it, it's it was sad to see. Yeah, for the most part, we've heard uh, like you said with uh, you know with Hasbro, I think uh, Stonemaier Games also said like they had some of their best sales ever in yeah. the past year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's. It's uh, fortunate that it doesn't seem to have hit most board game publishers as hard as you might have predicted. Like a year ago, I would have thought, who knows, it could 
could affect a lot of people in a negative yeah. way. But, you know, I'm just kind of worried because with all the uh, I've been seeing a lot of messages going through, you know, the you know, the hobby in the industry talking about, you know, delivery times and shipping times are getting delayed all over the place. And, you know, people might be getting a little upset that they're not getting a game on the shelf in time. So that's going to be interesting to see how that lands, too. Uh, all I know is for me, when it comes to that, as long as I know it's coming, that's <laughs> yeah, the true. important thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've already seen with training guard games, like the Digimon one, because they can't get enough. I have to pay three times. It's terrible. If I can pay the regular price and it's like, it'll come in a month or two later. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. I can be patient. People will still want to play the game. Yeah. Um, but I just did you guys have you played Rosetta? Because I did hear that's an amazing word game. I was gonna even tell Josh no, you should probably pick that up. We haven't played yet, but I do want to play it because I've heard it was an amazing game too. I definitely want to try it. Yeah. Yeah, it, I've, it heard, has, I've heard it. It has a sentimental uh place for us too. My mother, who passed away 18 years ago, her name was Rosetta. So we had oh. to have it. So when I see that box and I see that name, it always makes me think of my mom. Yeah. So we are gonna play it, we just haven't got it on the table yet. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I can't, I would love to hear your thoughts when you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you will. You, will. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to stop them. No. Uh, I, you, you reminded me. I should have opened the show with it by saying "Happy Belated Mother's Day." By the way. Oh, thank you so much. It yeah, was. It was a. It was a whole weekend. Whole weekend. That's right. It was a Mother's whole Day weekend. weekend. <laughs> Starting on Friday Perfect. night. Starting on fr Friday, no, Friday day. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I won't, if you, I think you played some games. Maybe we'll hear about that in the next, uh, yeah. in another segment. Uh, yeah. but one final news story to close out. Uh, uh, we just are going to pay our respects because uh, the co-creator of Warhammer, the original mm -hmm. first edition Warhammer miniatures game, Richard Hallowell, passed away the last week. Yeah, and. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, n n neither of us, uh, Will and myself, are are really miniatures gamers in the show. But the impact that Warhammer has had for the hobby, he he was there from the beginning. He also was the designer of Space Hulk, which was a huge game uh, in the board game world, too. Love Space Hulk. Love it. Love, love the story behind it. Just love it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, go please talk about uh, are, are, have you had a direct experience with Warhammer? Well, not Warhammer, but you know, Warhammer 4000, you know, 40k. That's the one that I do. Right, that's right. the one I love. The, you know, the Space Marines, that's my jam there. That is my jam. But in that <laughs> universe, you know, even though it's it's war all the time, I still, you know, love the characters, the the lore behind it. I can just sit down and just read the lore behind it and not even play the games. But I played the, you know, the computer games behind them. I played other, you know, Space Hulk. So, yeah, it, it's a it was a terrible loss. But he but that game, Warhammer, has done so much for this hobby. It's, it's unreal. I, I, too, have started getting pulled into the Warhammer 40K. Uh, I mean, I went down a huge lore rabbit hole and learning all about that stuff. And yeah, I'm a little excited when it comes to the magic. Not going to lie, because I don't have to paint a whole miniature army. <laughs> but if you're interested in the lore, I really suggest you look up a, a YouTube series. It's called, I believe you have to, it's slightly different, but I think it's called the Emperor Text-to-Speech. The idea is the human king emperor gets a text-to-speech device and finds out what happened in the 10,000 years he was asleep. And how he's angry at everyone and it's it pretty much is just analyzing and mocking the entire warhammer lore it's great in a, such a great way you can't mock the lore <laughs> no it's it's not really immortal mortal emperor do not do that 
No. But it's the emperor doing it. It's okay because it's his opinion. Like he'll bring up things like, this is what the salamanders used to be painted like. Because they used to be like actually like yellow and black instead of their nice green armor. I got to check that out. I got to check that out. I have to. Well, we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. This is all beyond me. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But uh, at any rate, we say rest in peace, Richard Hallowell. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, definitely. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, even it's. I, I don't think any board games at all would like that. Was just such a huge part in expanding the hobby. Uh, like we, I, we, I don't. We probably would not be in the same quite the same positions in terms of our uh, love of the hobby as we are today without that franchise existing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So uh, those are our news stories for the week. (laughs) 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 Now we're going to look ahead to the future. Some projects that are being crowdfunded right now in Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Oh, this one looks nice. It's nice. It's nice. What about this one? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. That's right. You got another one of those for you. So uh, we're talking about the games we're looking forward to that maybe are on Kickstarter or even another site, but usually it's Kickstarter. Uh, now, Starla and Mick, I don't, have you been looking at Kickstarter? Are there projects that you are following right now that you're, you want to talk to us about? Um, I don't have any because... Um, I'm the one that I don't do follow, it. I'm the one. That I don't do really it. follow Kickstarter. I just Kickstarter is evil. It has messed with me too yes. much this year, it, it is. and we haven't got halfway through it. It's been messing with me. Yeah, he, and that game found too. Yeah. I hate you too. I yeah, hate Nick, Nick does all the Kickstarter stuff and hate tells me what's found. out there. So and that old dang Kickstarter just keeps messing with me. Just messing with me. But you know, the one thing that we do do, uh, well, I do, uh, we have like some, a game shop here, uh, well, a game cafe, mm-hmm. Spillbound, and they, you know, they do the re- retailer pledge when it's available, and sometimes they get they back some games and get a bunch of them and bring them in, and I'm able to buy them from there. So I'm able to support, you know, my local flag and also, you know, um, you know, get the games I want when they're here. Uh, so. I do that sometimes, but lately some of the deals were just too good and I had to get them and whoo, Lord, it's just the wallet. The, my wallet's running from me. It's running. <laughs> what What are some of the projects you've been, you've been backing? Well, you know, Everdale had to get the Everdale expansion mm-hmm. and got mm-hmm. the root expansion. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah, I got that one. That one. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, game found. I had to get the Robinson Crusoe upgrade. Had to do that. Yeah. I mean, miniatures for Robinson Crusoe. Come <laughs> on. I, I'm in that boat as well. Yeah. Got that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, well, let's see. Let's see. Oh. oh, there's more. What? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh is this more. is this news? <laughs> well, this is news because we we get our share of kickstarters because we do a ton of previews. Uh, yeah. So yeah, of course, I'm yeah. trying to understand what other well, no, games no, uh, do you okay, need? Okay, Tiny Epic Dungeons had to do my Tiny Epic. I love my Tiny well, Epic. So this is confessional for you. No, no, it's not. No, <laughs> no. Mm. Uh, uh, and Grand Austrian Hotel had to. You know, I told you about that one. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I told. You know the, the expansion they're doing uh-huh, for that one, uh-huh. yeah. I, I think, yeah. yeah, didn't I tell you? <laughs> I oh Lord so. Jesus, help! Okay, and also the Western Legends Blood Money. I had to get that last uh, expansion they had for that. So that's what I've done lately. Uh, that's what I've done. Yeah. Lately. <laughs> so there you go. That's yeah. our Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know, but like I said, you know the 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 board game cafe that we have here, Spillbound, they have some 
you know, some res- re- reserved stuff for me. They but, do. What? 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 Wow. So what, what, what else? What else do they nothing, have for Nothing, nothing. Don't have nothing. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just yeah, going crazy. These shows are always so, look, uh, so uh, wonderful because I learned no. a lot about my husband that I don't know. <laughs> All, all the little games. This is going to turn into a couple's therapy session in a no, little bit. No, it always not. is. No, no, no. When we're on someone else's show, it, yes, it's a therapy uh, session. Because see, I just, I just asked them because mm-hmm. I'm, I want to back, and I love, you know, Canvas. I didn't get Canvas the first time. Mm-hmm. And we're we talking about that. Yeah, yeah, and and I want to, and they have a reprint and also the expansion. So I'm kind of, you know, asking the owner of Spillbound, say, hey, are you guys backing that or uh, doing a retail pledge? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, retailer pledge. You know, see what's going on with that. And then also, uh, we love Dice Hospital. And now the uh, Dice Theme Park is out there. Right. And right. and definitely we're, I'm looking at that one because hopefully if the pledge manager opens, they'll be able to get expansions for Dice Hospital because Starla wants the little, the little Dice Babies for the pregnancy center. Yes. You want the Dice Babies. I want the Dice Babies. You want the Dice Babies. So, yeah. So, I'm looking at that. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I, I did back the canvas one uh, right after I did the review. I'm like, all right, I put the review out just in time and oh, yeah. now back expansion. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. For the original one. Yeah. I, I want to ask because you, you kind of brought it up, you know, getting all these uh, the Kickstarter previews and everything. Do you, what is your uh, arrangement like? Do you keep those around? Do you give them away? Do you do you wait to do you ever do you buy the final copy when it comes out if you like it? Well, yeah, we keep them. We we, we keep yeah, them. We don't, we don't let them go. I mean, yeah. if it's a well, we get a prototype. If we get a prototype that's prototype, really a prototype, yeah. we right, might break right. it down and save some of the components and then get rid of it. Yeah. Because sometimes some of the you know publishers do say, hey, you know, once we have the final product, we're going to yeah, send they you send one. It. You know, because we were so glad that, you know, uh, Sinister Fish sent us the final product of Streets. Yeah. So we got that. So that was really cool. But most of the ones we get are, are really, they're playable. They're yeah, not, they're playable. Yeah. We've only had a few that were really yeah. in prototype state. Uh, like, you know, Ch- uh, Chai uh, T for Two. Oh, my God. Oh, so I mean, that thing. Oh, my Lord. Just that's gorgeous. in the collection. That's in the collection. <laughs> it's a gorgeous game. Oh, my Lord. You know, so, yeah, that's not going nowhere. Yeah. So, yeah, we keep them. Yeah, but I know for some others, they said, hey, we're going to send you the, you know, final, you know, product and we're, we're waiting for those. So, you know, yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we, we do, we follow Kickstarter um, pretty closely, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I know that Will has at least one pick that is currently on Kickstarter. So what do you got for us? Mm. I'm really worried now because I have a pick, but now I'm like, is there something really obvious? It's like, oh, it's something that Will would instantly back. I'm like, did I miss something? Uh, no, sorry, I did not mean to imply anything with my tone of voice. <laughs> you scared me. I'm like, is there another Cthulhu Wars or something out now? Keep on your toes. That's all. Just keep on your toes. All right. So there are some pretty big ones. So, but I decided to go with one I think a lot of people are going to be interested in, and that's the Castle Panic Deluxe Edition. Yes, I heard about Castle that. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. One of those big games, I think, in just the board gamescape has all, all these big expansions, different versions. And now, you know, it's got this beautiful, nice, big castle box. And of course, minis. Minis. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. This yeah. game is not new, uh, but it's still one that is beloved and has plenty of different versions. It's mm-hmm. definitely, I don't know if it's in the same exact same vein, but sort of like the Katam, which has become 
very popular go-to and has been reskinned. This, yeah, this one also got a Star Trek one too. Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's a good gateway game for families. So you know, I definitely, you know, we don't have it in our collection, but it's a good gateway game for you know for families, definitely. Right. My point is, it's not like some unknown quantity. This is yeah. a known, well liked game. Yes. And of course, I'm a big fan of always something that can be held in a big one big box, even if it's heavy. It's, that's just me getting my lifts in for the day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so this is a great place to start if you do want to go on on something like that. If you do have everything, just you can probably go in and get what you need. It just seems to be one that should be known if you're interested in the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And as I'm saying with that, there are plenty of pledge levels. You probably should look at whatever you're looking for. I think like you can get the base game with wood in addition and miniatures and stuff. But if you want to go in and get the box, it's more. So find what fits whatever you need for your collection. Well, that's what Everdale did too. You know, Everdale had the big box and other stuff. Mm -hmm. You can go all in and, and you know, so yeah, Everdale did basically the same thing. And that was one I was very happy with because I have Everdell in three boxes, two yes, or three. Yeah, that's us. It's uh, how many? I got it right there. It's four boxes, four boxes. Right, but I I try I try to consolidate to try to get more shelf room. Yeah, and even yeah. then, I think I could only fit it in two at most. Yeah, at best, it's a lot of so, stuff in them. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Castle Panic, yeah, that I think that depth, that probably is the most high profile one. That I, I'm at least the most name recognition y one on Kickstarter this week. But my pick, I am picking a, a spin off of a game from uh, Mighty Boards, who this is the studio that did stuff like Post Human. And they also did this game called Vengeance, which I have not played. It's kind of like an action movie, revenge movie sort of uh, style to it. This is Vengeance Roll and Fight. So it is a roll and write version of that game although i don't i don't think it's even really a version of it it's kind of doing its own thing but the way it works is every player has their own personal sheet and there's also a shared board um it's that's not a it's also a sheet i shouldn't even say board so in addition to your kind of your own stats that you have in front of you and you're going to be uh, taking a dry erase marker, of course, and gaining new abilities and uh, loot and experience points. There's also uh, a sheet where you're going to be moving your character around and there will be enemies on there, but the enemies are not miniatures. They're, you know, they're pictures on the board. And if you take one out, you take your marker and you cross it out on the board. And you're, the way the main gameplay works is, of course, based around dice, you are rolling your dice, trying to get different symbols, and you're allowed to re-roll your dice as many times as you want. Depending on which combination you have, you'll be able to take different actions. Um, but if you roll a wound, you can't re-roll that. So you are kind of pushing your luck, risking taking damage. And then there's a shared pool of extra dice. So every time you have fewer than four dice, you can take more. And everyone's rolling at the same time. Uh, everything, every, everything happens simultaneously, I believe. So you are, you know, everyone's just grabbing dice and rolling them frantically all at once until either everyone stops or the main dice pool is gone. Uh, it looks cool. I like the idea of a roll and write that has a kind of a secondary place to look besides just your own personal sheet. And I think the theme is 
pretty cool. Uh, and for you know some roll and writes, the theme sometimes can get lost a little bit. This one seems to keep it pretty strong. Like I said, haven't played the original. Also, what's interesting about this one, it comes in two boxes. They call them episode one and two. And you can buy or back, in this case, either one uh, for $29. And they're both standalone playable games uh, for one to four players. Or you can combine the two for up to eight players. And they do have differences in the cards, I think. But each either one you can play, which is kind of an interesting thing. We've seen a few companies do that in the past where they have like a, you know, versions of the game. But it's it is it still seems like sort of a novel thing to me. Is this a living dice game? I it's I don't think it's going to live beyond these two. <laughs> Although they are called episodes, I'm sure they could do more. Uh, anyone has anyone played Vengeance, the original Vengeance, or no, uh, never played that one. But it's it looked good. It looked good. You know, like Kill Bill. It looked like just like Kill right. Bill, basically. Yeah, yeah, very much, definitely in in that in that vein. We played Post Human. Mm-hmm. and uh, weren't crazy about it but i know they've done like new versions and expansions yeah and I, I actually have that the whole updated and it looks better and the big problem with the original post-human the way it worked is it was a weird race to get to sanctuary i forget what the name they called it yeah sanctuary and, called a sanctuary yeah and we real because what happens is if you get too many scars you become a mutant and the way the game is first human who makes it there wins by themselves but if everyone becomes a mutant, a mutant wins. So if you're not, if you're not like in the lead or close to the lead, it's just like, well, let's just go mutant. <laughs> it's, and it sort of just right. evolved into that. And we're just like, oh, okay. But the new one looks much more interesting, a bit more uh, exploration. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to give that one a shot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We will have to give that one a shot. There was also, have you, does anyone know about this game? Haplomachus? Haplomachus? No. <laughs> so I that don't know was, how to that say That was a new it. one for me. That was a new one. Yeah, and, and I guess there this is they now have a new uh take on that game, Haplomachus Victorum, which is this solo kind of like co- gladiator combat game. Yeah, I was it just gladiator. It looked kind of cool though. It did look kind of cool. It yeah, I was shocked cool. because it's it's made it has a ton of money. Like it it's it, it's it's had a fifty thousand dollar goal. It's got almost half a million dollars, and I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a war game, kind of. It could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of has that look to it. It's from uh, yeah. Chip Theory games. I thought that was interesting. Oh, it's from Chip Theory. It is Chip Theory. Yeah. Oh shoot! You know, uh, hey, look what they got behind <laughs> it, though. I mean, you know what? Uh, too many bones. So yeah. <laughs> uh now that one i do know mm-hmm. yeah cloud spire yeah, yeah. i'm still i'm still trying to get uh you know uh too many bones to the table and i'm really trying to really learn it so i can play it because i've been seeing it, it's, it's kind of resurging again so i'm like okay i need to get that to the table yeah i see a lot of people talking about how much they love it it's just like none of us have it in our game group circles i'm like maybe next time i see someone who has it or in like a board game show like library i should check it out and see what yeah. it's all about well yeah, cloud spire yeah. i want to try that out too that sounds pretty cool too yeah i mean i've i don't have any experience i don't think with any of their games but everybody everybody raves about those ones yeah, Looks because, like i mean yeah. the production value is just out of this world i mean they do not mm-hmm. care they just throw out everything They're like hey we're gonna give you everything here you go 
Right. But you got to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what Kickstarter's for. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, for better or worse. I uh, do want to do one more quick sh- uh, shout out for a smaller Kickstarter. It is funded, but uh, this fit- falls into the different kinds of RPGs that I know Jonathan and me tend to. And it's actually a solo player RPG called You Are the Dungeon. Oh, yeah. I saw that as well. Yeah. Really cool idea. The idea is you are the dungeon. You will slowly grow and you learn what uh, adventures come in, what treasures and who maybe makes it out alive or not. Sort of a weird idea, but I I like those because it's sort of just, it's not really, you don't know what's going to go on. You just come up and like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make this a terrible dungeon with the worst traps in the world. Yeah, you actually get to like, you have a map and you actually design what the dungeon looks like and stuff. I think it's, from what I saw, this game exists and this new this is a new version of it that also includes multiplayer support so you can play it with multiple people if you want but yeah definitely a weird cool idea you are the dungeon all right let's talk about games we've been playing in real life it's time for table talk table table talk I always I keep thinking I need to cut that one down. It's too long. Anyway, uh, Starlin Mick, yes. uh, you, you said you had a, a Mother's Day weekend. Yes. yes. Please, either during this weekend or from before that, whatever you've been playing in the past, uh, in the recent past, please, what board games have you got to the table? Well, the one that we got to the table that we did a, uh, a playthrough for that we just adore is from, uh, was that Board and Dice? And that's Mandala Stones. Yes. Mm. That love. is fun. Love, love, love. Super fun. Love how does that. that one play? Well, uh, how, do you, how does it Well, you've, you've got Mandala Stones, and yeah. they're these colorful, um, I forget what material it is. It's some type of plastic. Like, yeah, yeah. And they've got two different patterns on it. And so you have to be able to collect, you're doing like set collection of different stones based on the patterns and the colors. And you get points based on patterns, colors, and the uh, height of your stack of stones when you stack them together. So there's a player board that gives you different criteria that you're looking for. And once you fulfill that criteria, you get a chance to score points. Yeah, it's, it's a really fun game. Yes. Really fun game. Yes. And then the other one we did was uh, Overboss by Brotherwise yeah, Games. Yeah, we just did that one. And that's basically a tiling game. It's really gateway, but it's kind of... Uh, it's it's it looks kinda, like a video game yeah. made and, into a board game. <laughs> yeah, and you're just doing tile laying, you know, who's gonna be the best overboss with their, you know, with their tiles of different, you know, places where you can find in like some, you know, on a video game, like a graveyard, a camp, a cave, uh, a cave you know, different things. You, you place it, you place it on this four by three uh uh kind of grid and you try to put them on. And then if you want to upgrade, you go to a four by four grid and you're just putting tiles and putting monsters on there. It's really cool. Um, and it's kind of like the sequel to uh, Boss Monster, uh, where right. this time you're going above ground and not being below ground. So it's, it's, a, it's a real fun game. And then I think, what else did we play? Um, um, I don't know what else did we play. We played, uh, we had on, on Facebook. Cryo. Cryo, yeah, Cryo. Cryo. Oh my God. Cryo is fun, where you're on a colony ship and it's different factions, where it seemed like uh, the factions hate each other and blew up the ship, and you hit, and the whole ship falls in four different pieces on an inhospitable planet where 
uh, you have to, your pods are everywhere and you have to get those pods into the caverns because by the time, you know, the sun goes down, the whole planet becomes a basically a frozen planet and everything dies. So you got to use drones and get your, you know, your pods down into the caverns. And it's really basically just uh, worker placement, yes. a little bit of, uh, what is it, I guess, worker placement. Uh, well, you majority. Got hand, you you got have hand management too, hand because management you got too, cards. You oh, gotta the cards utilize. are multi-use. Yeah. You know, you can use the cards in oh, four yeah. different ways. Oh God, no, it's three. Cry- no, four different ways. Was it four? Yes, yeah, four. Okay, it's four. So it's it's cryo. <laughs> it's so much fun. We like. We really did like cryo. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah, I remember when cryo was announced. I thought it looked. Very fun. That's uh, uh, Z-Man Games. It has a, yeah, a, Z-Man Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the designers too right now, and it's it's got some some good some good people behind it. Luke Laurie is one of the two designers who I feel like we've seen a bunch recently. Also did um, worked on Whistle Mountain. Yeah, we have Whistle Mountain, and we're going to play that too. That's on our seven seven and seven weeks. You know, seven games and seven mm. weeks. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're trying to do that, but you know, Whistle Mountain's on there too. Whistle Mountain. We're gonna try that out. Yeah, we we both like that one a lot. And uh, boss or over boss. I, I I wasn't or I actually I don't I guess I've never played a boss monster, but you have will the original boss monster. Technically, I hid, but it was with someone. Someone's like, <laughs> oh, my kid loves boss monster. I'm like, sure, I'll play it with them. And you know when they uh, the kid knows, but he just makes up the rules as you go, and you're just gonna <laughs> nod your head as you go along. <laughs> mm, okay, so I didn't quite get the full experience. Uh, that's too bad but uh but we we don't have boss monster either but you know grant Mm. saying you know like since it's kind of video game he said oh we should try it out i'm like yeah we might get it because he was in on it when we had overboss he said i won't play uh overboss because it has that video game retro style so yeah and he won every game that we played with yes we got beat by the kid you know he won every (laughs) one so uh you know he had to get the boss you know little mini bosses they have in there and stuff so yeah it it was it was fun it was fun uh well okay so that's mandela stones Overboss, yeah. and cryo cryo yeah sounds like three three good suggestions yeah uh will and i played it now, now last week <laughs> will talked about canvas uh, which we're talking about this week too uh but mostly you talked about the solo experience and i hadn't played it and we got the chance to actually play together uh the two-player version of the game which is what does it go up to four? I assume. Something I think like it's that. four. I, I didn't occur. It must be four. I don't know why. I'm like, <laughs> it's probably four. It, I'm so used to it at this point because we've been isolated. Just like it's two because that's what we can get. Maybe we can get three sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. Uh, it doesn't really matter how high it goes <laughs> right now. We lost our game night, but we got to uh, play it together, and and I got to experience it. Uh, and you put out, as you said, a full review for it. But I don't know. What do you you want to just give a little recap of what the game is and how you thought it went? So the idea is for those who don't know, uh, it is a con- you're in a painting contest and you're trying to make the best paintings. And it's going to actually use transparent cards, similar to things we've seen in Mystic Veil, in which you're going to take three of those and slot them into an envelope with a background that doesn't matter, just helps to look pretty, and that should help earn ribbons, which then get transferred into victory points completely original idea no other board game has that (laughs) we love victory points Uh, but yes you will always make three paintings 
and at the end, see who has earned the most points through ribbons. Right, and it's even even though you have like this cool artwork on the cards, what you're really looking at is the bottom of it, which shows you um, it'll have different shapes and colors, and there will be different goals that require you to have them in different combinations, and that's how you're earning your points. So it's it's and then you're buying them from a row, and you're like. Uh, you know, maybe competing with each other to try to buy the one that you want first. But for the most part, I felt I feel like it is pretty you're pretty much focusing on your own stuff, wouldn't you say? Yeah, in the end, I brought this up. It's definitely falls into those. We're all playing a solo game kind of game. It's not like there's too much competitive interaction. You can try to outdraft people, but you have so much you're forced to make a painting. If you have five cards, so really just comes down to you're going to focus to try to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like a couple times it came up, but like it, it doesn't feel like the kind of game where I'm really thinking what you're doing, at least to me. And which I don't think is a terrible thing. It's sort of fun because that way you're like, I'm making my painting. It's fine. And especially for the single player, this has fantastic single player options, both the Vincent, which feels more like just, I'm going to have fun making paintings and the puzzle mode, which I think really scratches more of that. If you like, any of those kind of puzzle, whether it's escape rooms or even like pick cross video games kind of style. Cause you're, there's a lot more. Those are two very different things. <laughs> well, it's more of that. You like looking at a puzzle, trying to solve the answer. Cause okay. I feel like Vincent mode, you really can just try. You're trying to go for the high score where I feel the other one's a bit more survival and really trying to find that optimal answer, I guess. Um, overall still love the game. I do love, I think, and I, I made sure this, I didn't want to know really anything from the expansion for this review, because that way I want to be like, this is the base review. Mm-hmm. If you just get that, even if, cause I don't know what happens if the expansion is going to be on the wild or if that'd be harder to find. Still mm-hmm. think it's such a fun game and definitely a bit more casual. And the back even lets you tell here are goals. If you want to play with family or something a bit more aggressive, use these and achievements. And I'm hoping the expansion adds a whole bunch of more of that. Cause I think just like Calico, Having, like, whoever gets, try to get four ribbons in one go, you're, you're going to start thinking like that. Like, oh, I can try to get this goal done. It's the last one I need. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, I definitely, I, lo- I love the look of the game. I love how pretty it is. I, I guess, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect at all. I, I'd forgotten everything I ever knew about this game before I played it, I think. But um, it, it definitely is pretty light it's 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 pretty casual which is fine uh but you know i I guess maybe i thought there'd be i I think it's i think the depth comes from like you said all the fun like challenges you can do and since i wasn't maybe as focused on those uh, i kind of felt like yeah i can buy this i mean it was fine it was it was a good game i enjoyed my time with it but i'll just say this the expansion has a whole nother board (laughs) okay i did kind Uh, of feel like and maybe this is not fair but you know if it if it weren't for the how pretty it is, I don't know that like the game mechanics themselves are that great, but I but just it's fun to just look at your paintings at the end. Like I enjoyed that process. I did mention that is a big thing too. Like I think having so much fun with the transparent cards and you know, seeing like, oh, I get made this. And even then you said times are like oh, I made this fantastic painting. I love this one. (laughs) Right. I think like if you are, if you're not into that and if like, if you're the kind of person who's just going to be looking at those symbols, then you probably won't get that much out of it. 
Also, another thing I mentioned, because I do think it's great. The, storing things on walls, love it. Oh, yeah. You can hang this box on the wall. <laughs> I mean, what, what, more, what more could you ask for? Uh, and then you played something else all by your lonesome. I did. Uh, I Yeah, I posted this to Instagram that I finally got this, but we finally now have Dune Imperium. And I played out the solo mode. So for anyone listening, Dune Imperium is the... Many Dune games to come are already out. This is the deck building one from Dire Wolf. Did you, do they have digital still on this one? I always forget. I, I think they're, yeah, we can just say Dire Wolf. It's fine. <laughs> dire Wolf, Dire Wolf, yeah. Just <laughs> good folk, wolf. good folk, good folk. Yes, very good. Because they did something I really love for the solo mode. For There are plenty of games with solo modes. But what they did for this one is, the way the solo mode works is, there's a deck that will tell you what the AI players do. And you can use the deck that comes with the game. You don't need this. But they also have an app. And I really enjoyed that. Because the app will still flip the card for you. It tells you, you can look up what's in the decks. So you can be like, oh, I think they're going to do this. And they literally have check marks so you can click like, all right, first recruit people and do that. So even though they're going to go through a bunch of steps, it makes it very easy and does not tax my brain to control (laughs) two other players. That's pretty awesome. This really is a, I would say this is a three to four. Because if you play with two player, you do have one bot. And if you play with one, you have two bots. Okay. Now, okay. in terms of the game itself, I would say it's a deck building worker placement with very weird, the the cards are definitely multiple use because you can't just place a worker. On your turn, you disc, not discard, but play a card. And they have symbols on the side, and those are the places you can play. So sometimes you may be like, I re- really wish I could go visit that faction. Don't have that faction card in my hand. So you can't go over there. And it just made these really weird choices of like, how do I juggle these? Like, Because I played with a character whose ability was to draw a card and also look at the top card of my deck at certain times. So I'm like, oh, if I can draw a card... That has what I need so I can get that extra bit of spice to pay off this. <laughs> so once again, really big twist. And I think going along with Clank, I just think Dire Wolf is where I want to go. If I hear deck building from them, I'm going to be excited. Because they seem to know how to make it more than just a deck building game. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Dune Imperium, we talked about last week, won uh, best card game for, from the Golden Geek Awards. I, have you uh, guys played this one, Mick and Starla? Well, uh, <laughs> well, we we had the the honor. Uh, Die Wolf came to us, and we were able to do a preview, one of the first previews for the game, mm. and we were able to get the uh, a copy uh, before a lot of other people, and we fell in love with it. Yeah, and we were amazed how the preview our preview did a lot of you know a lot of views because. You know, I love it so much. I say, Grant, you got to blow it out. You got to show Dune. You got to show, you know, just the world that I, I, I fell in love with when I, you know, long time ago. Because I read mostly all the books, especially the, the ones that really set up Dune. So I read those. But I love the, the whole world, the lore and everything. So, yeah, we love Doom Imperium. We do. We do. Yeah. I, I will say this now, so just to get out there, and I, you can all shame me. I have not read Dune, so I cannot. <laughs> we won't shame you. Don't worry. Connect We're on that. Shame I should. <laughs> you should. But you should. I, I, I will say it for the first time last year. So, <laughs> from a mechanical sense, I, I completely agree. It just does a lot right. Yeah. 
and making these really weird, interesting choices and keeping it very competitive. Like deck building games can end up, like I said before, where it's just like, we're all, you're all sort of doing your own solo thing. You're no, you're looking at each other. You're thinking mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to do that. And usually other worker placement games, you know, there'll be those times where you're like, uh, you know, you're ahead of me. So you're going to take that spot. They might not have the card for it. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. And that really makes things very interesting. You just think like, if you haven't had to, like, I think I'm the only one, but can I get away with it? And then they play the warp space where they can go anywhere. And you're like, no. It's, it's really <laughs> cool. You know, the mechanisms that they have for this one is really, is it's, it's fun. It, it's a lot of fun. You know, yes, you gotta decide, I, but you got to really decide what kind of cards you want to use. You know, you got to really be careful of how you build your, your deck. You really got to be careful. Right. And I didn't even get to it yet that after you place cards for your minimal workers, you can have up to three. The cards you have left in your hand, you play them for your mostly buying phase. They could have some other things depending yeah. on cards. Uh, there is also that, do I play this for the worker or do I end my turn early to get, buy something because I want maybe that bigger card? Mm-hmm. So there is a lot. It, it, it's not the obvious deck building choices that we, I'm used to with all the deck building games I've played. So, yeah, even if you don't know about Dune, I, if you like deck building or card games, I do think it won the award very fair. It's a lot of fun, and I can't wait, Jonathan, for you to uh, have a chance to sit down and play it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been trying to get our hands on it for a while now, so <laughs> excited. Yeah, so much so that when we both when it came into stock, we both bought it at the same time. We accidentally both bought it at the same time. Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh, that good of a game, though. It's, 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 that, game. it's that good. I actually, I actually uh, canceled my order, so it's not that good. <laughs> I figured I'll, I'll at least play it once before before we need to make that. We're decision. at the yeah. point where we're almost like one collection. We know <laughs> one person has it, we'll play it. Right, right. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited to try it out. A big fan of uh, worker placement and deck building is, I guess, the new hot combo in the tabletop world these days we played another game together and that's a a new one from renegade game studios duel of wands which is a is based on the uh kids on brooms role-playing game and in fact uh i probably the same day i think or pretty soon that this podcast is released we're gonna have a full review in depth of this game on our channel but it's a two-player head-to-head card game where you are both wizards and you're having magic duels. And you each have the same deck of cards with the same spells, although there are some, you'll get a couple of unique ones. There's also a system where you can upgrade your spell cards for stronger ones. But pretty simple game that is all about trying to guess what your opponent has in their hand and cast spells to hopefully either get them to run through their whole deck before you do, or there's one particular card called the Psyche card. And if you manage to get them uh, to get rid of that, then you will also win the duel that way. So some cards might say, name a card in the other player's hand, and if they have it, they have to banish it. And so you might try to guess the Psyche card, but of course there are defenses around that. There's, There's different kinds of... Uh, things going on i keep it's just it's just the go-to i don't know if it's annoying to hear me keep saying it but i i always compare it to love letters my it's very it feels very different from love letter in practice but it's a similar kind of thing where like i said you're trying to guess what the other player has in their hand and Mm -hmm. figure out how to work around that uh but whereas love letter you know you you kind of want a bigger group uh this is only for two players so you're just back and forth uh figuring each other out 
I think we both enjoyed our, our, our time with this one. I think, I think I uh, maybe liked it a little more than you did, Will, but um, not that much more. I think we both liked it. <laughs> I need to see what, like I said in the, in the review with other people, because I feel like there's just one really good strategy. I, and I could be wrong. I, I tend to overblow thing, but thank you. you, are. See, you yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't think I just, you're wrong that it's. I do think that. So basically, there's a there's you have a couple cards in your deck that will let you reshuffle all your spent cards, so you essentially get a, a second life because your deck is that much longer from running out. So right. you think and, that the yes the well go ahead you say it. I, I compared it to like having in a video game or something you have three lives or health bars and there's plenty of ways to take them out. So it's like. Instead, you could get that automatic win by taking out their psychic card, or I can just try to steal your your health and life, and then just just have to survive. Well, I guess here's it's, my question: If let's let's assume that that is the best strategy, is it is it a bad thing for a game to to have like, well, that's the way you win, that's what you try to go after, and see how it goes from there? Uh, it it does because I mean, not yes and no. Because this game does it a little bit better, especially with the random stuff. But sometimes you get it solved, right? It'd right. be more, I guess, is what the way I, what I'm more is like. Oh well, I'm just going to keep naming recover, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that I, I don't think it's that, that. I do not think it's solved, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. But, think, and that's I don't why think I want to play with other people too, because. You never know, as as you said, like different strategies and metas because people act differently. Like you love playing those break cards. <laughs> but I also think, I mean, we didn't, you you make it sound like we didn't play that many times. I think if we did play this like a dozen more well, times, that, my th thinking would change a lot. Right. But I even, even us playing against each other significantly changes, you know, if someone else, at like we have different people at the table, you know how they change because right. how they like to play games. But I guess, but I'm saying, I think even within just the same two people, I think there's still room for that evolution. Like we're, I am. Are we're we not, having the marriage, marriage counseling? <laughs> are you the ones who need it? Like we're, you know, we're not, I'm not a robot who like, I will always play the same card every time the same <laughs> way. Like, you know, there's things will, things will change. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, but like, again, it's, it's such a simple game too, that it's like, what's the word like in love letter, isn't it like the OP strategy to just try to guess if someone has the princess? Cause you'll win if they do. No, you know I, mean? I always say that. Oh, don't play it like that. You do not <laughs> play it like that. You gotta really play it now. I say the wizard. That's because <laughs> no, I just like saying, no. are you a wizard, Harry? <laughs> no. Cause see, we, we don't, we have love letter, but the one that we love is Batman. So, you know, Batman got a little more, you know, some stuff going on. So we like Batman. You know, you can't right. find it nowhere don't, anymore. You know, don't like, I know, like, like Batman and Love, uh, not Love Letter or Lovecraft, like they have slight differences. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know how uh, those would play out. And but yeah, I just know regular Love Letter yeah. with the soldier. I think it's called. Yeah, uh, I just I love just going wizard because I'm like, are you a wizard, Harry? And if they get if I get it, I got him. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> uh, more often than not, it's a lot funnier when someone has a princess but loses because they drew the magistrate. Right. <laughs> you know, you just see someone's face when they draw and they're just, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's Duel of Wands. Like I said, full of your channel. I just want to talk about one more thing that I think is, is very interesting to me and hopefully will be to you guys as well. Okay. Uh, there is okay. a new video game that I played that is a video game version of a board game called Demio. I believe that's how you pronounce it. It's D-E-M-E-O. 
I think is kind of a bad title because I kept thinking it looks like the word demo. And I'm like, am I buying the game or am I downloading a demo? <laughs> um, but it's not. It's a full game demo. It is. And I so I played this in virtual reality I, I, using the Oculus Quest 2 headset. Okay. It, it is, I believe, also available on Steam. If it's not yet, it will be soon as a non-VR game. So you don't need VR to play it, but that's how I did it. And essentially it emulates a hero quest style dungeon crawler game. Uh, having, I'm not, I'm not experienced with hero quest to me. It was like descent, uh, Gloomhaven, you know, any kind of dungeon crawl board game, classic fantasy setting. You have four classes. You can be a ranger, knight, rogue, wizard, and you're trying to explore this dungeon, clear out enemies. You eventually find a key that leads you to the next floor. And then eventually there's a big boss. And of course you have cards that you can play with different spells and abilities. And Ava, <laughs> you can't see me doing this, but like instinctively, as I said that I, I turned my wrist over and I started dragging cards out of it with my hand because if anyone's done virtual reality before, sometimes it can kind of, um, infect your brain a little bit <laughs> the way it works is you're sitting around a table just like you would be in real life but your cards are just on your wrist so you flip your hand over and there's your cards and you can pick one out with the other controller and do what you need to do with it uh same way you move your character you pick them up and move them where they need to go uh, and you can rotate the table any way you want you can also zoom all the way in so if you want to like be inside the actual walls of this dungeon crawler game you can make everything life-size it's probably a little cumbersome to control things that way but you can do it for a little while for fun um and you can play this game by yourself you control multiple characters or online with friends full voice chat all that kind of stuff and the experience of it i thought was really great uh so like i said imagine a traditional dungeon crawler board game but Everything is animated, you know, when someone uses a spell, you see the spell shoot out of them. Uh, it, it's like if you had the greatest 3D painted miniatures for the walls and the enemies. And unlike a tabletop game, there's no restrictions on number of minis. So if this if this were a physical board game on Kickstarter, it would probably be like $300 because you just have so many wall pieces and you could have like a million enemies swarm you. You might turn a corner and there's there can be a lot at a time. It can be quite... Uh, intimidating. And so I love that experience. I, I think I, I wish this game had been out for longer, um, you know, because during the pandemic, I think this is a great thing if you or if you just have people who live far away and you miss playing board games with them, it really makes you feel like you are sitting around the table having that experience. The game itself is fun. It's definitely I think if this were like a real physical board game, I wouldn't be super impressed with it because I do think it's pretty generic you know you you move your character they can move so many spaces you get um, a certain number of action points on your turn so some cards cost action points otherwise you can just do like a melee attack pretty basic stuff your characters can you there is a lot of dice rolling whenever you roll an attack or use a card that has some kind of attack associated with it um, i think it's a 12-sided die and um, 10 sides are normal one is a critical hit and one is a flat-out miss and I'm not a big fan of uh, sometimes where the die can just totally miss and that's it. I mean, even Gloomhaven does it. So it's not like that uncommon, but it is kind of a bummer because like in between 
um, missions, you can get gold and buy new cards. So it's possible you spend a bunch of gold for a card that just does nothing, which I think is a shame. So it's more of that old school kind of thing. But also compared to Gloomhaven, one thing I like, you know, we always complain that Gloomhaven is a little too um, too mean. Um, you're not as it's harder to cooperate sometimes in this game if one player opens a chest every player gets a card doesn't matter where they are they don't have to be in the same room now listen you need to leave gloomhaven alone now <laughs> you two have really bothered me about gloomhaven gloomhaven is a great game and you just gotta get what you can get you gotta hustle it makes you hustle get that treasure first and you get the, you know you get it you gotta hustle so leave Gloomhaven alone. I respect. Love you, Gloomhaven. Love you, Frosthaven. Love you. Waiting look, for you. Full all love. All love to Gloomhaven. Well, we'll look very much <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to Frosthaven, of course. Uh, you know, I, of course I respect the game. But I do. if you do want a more cooperative approach, I did appreciate that angle of it. Um, but anyway, that aside... <laughs> I had a great time with it. I have only done, supposedly there's more, um, they're coming out with more scenarios, but even just the one scenario that's included right now, they're, they're going to be free in the future too, the updates. Um, it randomizes the layout each time, randomizes the enemies. So it's not always going to be the same thing twice. Um, I think if, if you have a group to play it, especially in virtual reality, this is an awesome thing. And I want more, like, like I wish every game had this, a version like this you can also by the way do cross play so you don't have to all be in virtual reality somebody could be on steam or whatever you want um but i i think it's i, I don't know i thought it was really cool and i'm hoping that soon at least will you buy it and we try to play it you know it sounds <laughs> like you know on steam uh the uh for the king you know it's kind of like a roguelike mm. adventure with the uh, cards that's pretty cool yeah, I think it is. I think it is a little bit like that. It, it has that kind of. Um, I guess you, if you might, if you weren't thinking of it as a board game, you might think of it as a roguelike because uh, you know you do do a randomly generated thing each time and yeah. lose all your progress. <laughs> uh, but it's a uh, but it's fun. So check that out, it's Demio. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. There's definitely room for improvement, like updates they can add to it. But if you want some classic kind of board game video game. It's a pretty interesting one. Uh, all right. So this is going to bring us to the part of the show where we like to play a board game game. That's right. Today's board game game, my friends, is called the board game dating game. There will, there will not be any romance involved, however. Uh, this is about dating board games, as in dates. As, okay. in, as in months and years. But you don't, oh, don't worry. Okay, you don't, so you got me a little worried there. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. You don't need to be that specific. It's not going to be that difficult. Here's how the game is going to work. Okay. Um, now, uh, I, I, I hate to do this to you guys all the time, but uh, Mick and Starley, you, you are going to be on a team here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're playing against Will, so it's still a competitive game. Okay. And uh, I am going to present you one at a time with three board game products and your challenge is to arrange them into release date order the dates in which they came out from earliest to the most recent board game and if you are able to do so guess what you will receive a point 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and okay. then uh, we'll pass it over to the next play. Okay. So uh, every, I think everybody gets the rules, but it'll be even more obvious as we begin. So we're going to start with you guys, Mick and Starla. Okay. Uh, now, I know that you are Clank fans. Yes. Big time Clank fans. The deck building game we mentioned earlier from yes. Renegade and Direwolf. And uh, here are your three games, and we're going to see if you can put them in the correct order release date order okay in fact i'm giving you three clank expansions oh here you go here you go so uh, let's we're going to test your knowledge now your three games are clank the mummy's curse clank sunken treasures and clank expeditions temple of the ape lords Ooh, that's on you babe all right so first it was sunken <laughs> treasures it was Sunken Treasures, then it was The Mummies, and then it was The uh, Ape Lord. Is this your final answer? The final final answer. It's a good final answer because you have correctly arranged <laughs> those three games. <laughs> Don't come at me with that. Don't come. I know my clank. I know my clank. I know my clank. <laughs> Had to start you off with an easy one. Yeah, those were back-to-back, uh, -back, 2017 through 2019, three years in a row. Yeah. Three solid expansions, but don't. I know Will is uh, is getting nervous now because he sometimes he he gets worried about. These I'm always. Games. I'm not good at trivia things, but, but unless it's robots, that was the one time I did a great job. <laughs> I really need to come up with a game so I can have Jonathan be the player. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, I'm not I'm not leaving you out. I'm I'm, also, I'm giving you some preferential treatment as well because your three games are three expansions for one of your favorite titles, and that's Arkham Horror's Second Edition. So. We're going to see if you can put these in the right order. So you have Arkham Horror, The King in Yellow, The Lurker at the Threshold, and Curse of the Dark Pharaoh. I hate, uh, I bought all these at the end of its lifespan. All right, what was the middle one? <laughs> uh, King in Yellow, Lurker at the Threshold, Curse of the Dark Pharaoh. All right, I'm pretty sure Dark Pharaoh was first. Um, and then I'm going to go... King in yellow and then lurker at the threshold. You didn't need to worry. You got it correct. A point for you. It's tied up right now. A point apiece. Very exciting. <laughs> Back to Mick and Starla. Uh, now, we had you on a little while ago for a family board game battle. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, we. Uh, I think none of us were too kind to some of the older uh, classic family games. But we'll see if you can re recognize when they were released. Okay. Your next, your next three are Scrabble, Trivial Pursuit, and The Game of Life. Life. Life, Scrabble, Scrabble Trivial, Trivial Pursuit. Pursuit. Yes. All right, final answer. Final yes. answer. I'm so sorry. No! <laughs> the Game of Life, Life came out in 1960, uh, and Trivial Pursuit did come out after it in 1981. Really? But Scrabble originally was released in 1948. Yeah. Oh, Scrabble. Scrabble. Oh, yeah. 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 Scrabble came out. Should have known that it was wood. It was all wood. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was all wood. They had a bunch yeah. of that after the war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got plenty of that. All right. This is your chance to get ahead, Will. Uh, I'm giving you three games based in the art world. So uh, I know you're a fan of games with art in them. Let's see. Let's see how well oh, you know these. That's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A game is about art. So you've got museum, uh, set collecting art game, modern art, uh, auction game, 
and High Society, also an auction game. <laughs> we got all three of those. We got three, all three mm-hmm. of those games, yeah. Oh, maybe you'll know if he doesn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure High Society was first. I can't remember if Museum actually was on Kickstarter before. I'm going to go Modern Art Museum. So the answer is High Society Modern Art Museum. Yes, that's what I'm going to go with. Very good guess. Close. But just by a few years, um, Modern Art came out in 1992. High Society was 95. So, Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, Martin, modern- uh, I think Modern Art got a new, uh, they have a smaller game now. They came out with a smaller game. Yes, and there's been a few different editions of that one as well. Yeah, that, yeah. That's probably I did not know that. That's probably I was like I was just thinking newer editions. I'm like I think it, that's a pretty new one. A little bit of a trick, a little bit of yeah. a tricky thing. <laughs> that's all right. That means there's still a chance for both of you. This is very exciting. It's time to move in to the final round. Oh, 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 oh. I know you can hardly believe it. You you just got into it, and now the game's going to be over already. Uh, we're going back to expansions now for Mick and Starla. You've got to put in order these three Codenames expansions. Okay. Okay. And they are Codenames Disney, The Simpsons, and Harry Potter. All right. Uh, it was Codenames Disney, Harry, Pot- Harry Potter, and then Simpsons. I don't know how you do it, but you did it. it yes! Was, you're correct. <laughs> yes! And this is another, this is also another uh, 2017 through 2019. I got the same yeah. three years for you on that one. All right. So, Will, this is your last chance. Can you, right. can you tie them? Or I really hope you not go like tic-tac-toe, <laughs> Rochambeau. <laughs> mm, if you get, maybe I need a tiebreaker eh, or not. That's fine. All right. Now for you, I mean, mm, you're not going to be, <laughs> you're not going to be happy with what I gave you. I thought that might have been more of a challenge for them, but uh, Mick just kind of nailed it. Yeah, um, I'm giving you three expansions for the game Cosmic Encounter. So put these in the right order. Cosmic Storm, Cosmic Conflict, and Cosmic Incursion. Uh, I really wish I could look at pictures of these because I think... Mm. That would be that. I would definitely. I think I can get I, it from the, the I pictures. I could. I could describe no, the box. No, it's not fair. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. All right. All right. Um, I'm de- storm incursion and what was the last one? Conflict. Conflict. Um, I may be getting the pictures in my head wrong, but I think incursion's the most recent. Um, I'm gonna go s- s- conflict and storm. So Conflict Storm Incursion. Cosmic Conflict came out in 2011. Cosmic Storm came out in 2013. Cosmic Incursion predates both of them in 2010. Uh, What color was the box of that one? Mm, I think it's like purplish, bluish. Yeah, no, I thought it was the green one. Because I'm pretty sure the green, the the green, and the black ones had the most, the were the more recent ones. But you put up a good fight, which means Mick and Starla, congratulations! Yes! <laughs> we won. <laughs> Here's the winners of the board yeah! game dating game. Yeah, everyone agrees, a fantastic new game <laughs> for our show. <laughs> uh, yes, and yeah. then we have uh, one last segment. If I don't, if you guys listen closely, you may hear them. That's right. It's the little meeples in our meeple gallery who'd like to write in with questions from time to time. Mm-hmm. This is a question for us from the board game world. Uh, this week, you know what? In honor of Warhammer 40K, 
We're going back to one of our uh, Patreon supporters whose name is Hoser40k. He has a question, asks, what is the best slash most unique game night snack or meal you've ever had? So, Nothing. Do not bring it to this table. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I want to, I want to, I'll direct it to you guys first. And I want to add to that. Is there, what, what is a typical game night meal? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. We don't eat when we play. Don't eat what you play. Don't bring that over here. Nope. <laughs> Does it count if we're like, you have a game night and then you're like, all right, we're taking a break for food. Well, then if we're not talking eating break, while playing. No, okay, okay. Start telling if they're well, taking a break. If we're taking a break, we do like pizza. Something people can, you know, yeah. little hand foods or whatever we can do. We did tacos one time. We did do tacos. We did tacos. But I mean, yeah. but yeah, we eat that, but we don't eat it at the table. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair Clean enough. up. Yes. Clean up before you come to the table. Clean up. <laughs> what is the I mean, there's people always say like obviously not Cheetos or something, but there's gotta be some actually. Well, it's been really weird. I see a lot of people talking about, oh, I eat Cheetos. I just have chopsticks with me. <laughs> no, no, that's just weird. On, no. <laughs> what was no, weird no, about no. it to me, though, isn't that <laughs> someone would do that. It was it was like not mo- – it was more than once. Like if I ha- saw one people – one person said that, I'd be like, okay, whatever. They got their chopsticks for their Cheetos. No, I, I would not bring have to have Cheetos night. at the table. But Move on. More than one person. <laughs> it, just, it just seems very – Weird to me. <laughs> like weird. I don't love Cheetos so much. I need like not just gotta have animal them. crackers. Animal crackers are cool. Yeah, but that's oh, okay. Still, no, you don't yeah. need crumbs. Yeah, you need crumbs. Yeah, yeah. Don't it's come no at food, all that. No yeah, no food. No food. What about drinks? Yeah, drinks. Yes, drinks yes. are okay. Drinks. They're acceptable. Yeah. Okay. Like as long as you have a coaster and put it to the side, and you have to have a, a cup with the top on it. Yes, cup with top. In case on it gets it. knocked over. Yes. Someday, I, I really want to get one of those game tables that have the cup holders. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So that way you can just go in like there's no way. Because I have we've had one game spilled on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And the card is all right, but it's... <laughs> uh... mm, yeah, yeah, that's a rough thing. What about, I mean, has, what's a most unique game night snack? Because, you know, pizza's a classic. Is there a... Yeah. I, I'm trying to think for myself. I don't know... That we've ever really branched out into anything that interesting. <laughs> Wait a minute, you did. Well, you did, the thing is, I think you did what rice and you know your your Spanish rice. Not for a game night. You did have Spanish, yeah. But, oh, that was a, that was just dinner. Oh, that was just dinner. <laughs> was just dinner. <laughs> okay, dinner. all right, all right. It's a fine I line. Think, I, I think that's the thing, Jonathan. We and I think uh, it sounds like the same for you guys. When we don't, have, when we have game night, there isn't snack food that's special or anything. Usually, the special if we're gonna do something special like a potluck. It's the dinner. Yeah. So it's the yeah. break from the game. And I tried a new recipe and I brought it here. But it's a dinner. I didn't mm-hmm. make a small snack. Like, this, that's the, be- the best thing I could think of, Jonathan, was like a long time ago when we did a potluck. And I did oh, yeah. like, we've, we've done a few stuff. of those. We've but like, a few of those. I, I don't consider it. That's all I like. Is that a snack? Well, he said snack yeah. slash yeah. meal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And his question. Okay. Well, and you know, we, we had a we have we have a friend and she's in Houston and that um Kim, Kim mm-hmm. she had when she had game night, she had oh, a she did soup she had a spread. And, yeah. And, and we took chicken and yeah, it was potluck kinda. Was oh, potluck. just bring your own food yeah. and then she would have soup and you know, finger foods yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. You know, yeah. that was cool. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's some good options out there. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm perfectly good with the Potluck is probably our best answer. I, I yeah. like, um, you know, well, it, it's, it's uh, part of game night. It's part of the atmosphere. Oh yeah. I, I will say one, the one thing, make sure you can have it easy to cook because 
as someone who likes to do that, you don't want to be like in the kitchen where like, hold on, I'll, I'll wait. I just need to put this in the oven before I can take my turn. So you got to watch that. But uh, in terms of unique, because this was a weird one, uh, Jonathan, you made the uh, Oreo brittle. Was it was it brittle? Is that what it's called? Uh, you made like a weird Oreo. Like, was it was like, like Oreo bark or something? Was that Bark, what? that's what it was. Sorry. Like yeah. you made that uh, unique Oreo. Design. That was a pretty, uh, uni- at least for me, at least. I kind of remember that. I, I, I think my, I was going to say, I was thinking of, um, I've done, this is just a recipe online, but uh, like taco, taco, not chili. Maybe it is like t- taco casserole, I guess. Oh, Something okay. I made one time that was kind of good or just chili. I made those uh, taco <laughs> cupcakes once. That I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty much you just take a cupcake holder and you put the tortillas and stuff in them, Ooh. so they're like cupped. Huh. Okay. Once again, though, <laughs> it's a meal that you have between games. Yes. 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 Yeah. You gotta yeah, have. Not stress that you enough. Gotta have food. Yeah. You, you gotta. gotta you gotta feed people, especially when you're doing a long game night. But you yeah. can't eat at the table. Don't eat at the table. No. Don't bring nothing to the table. Don't come over with no food at the table. <laughs> <laughs> or, at the very least, help clean the table before anything hits it. Like, That's right. When we have food delivered, it's like, all right, put the games away, and we'll all sit down, and then we'll wipe it down in case there's, like, because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, like, just grease or sauce or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you don't want any of that. That's no good. <laughs> well, uh, those are our answers, best we can best we can muster. Uh, and if anyone listening wants to send us a question, please do so. You can at our email address for this, which is meeplegallery at gmail.com. But that's the last thing we're going to talk about on this week's episode. And that means it's time to thank and say goodbye to our guests, Mick and Starla. Uh, it was so awesome to have you. Please tell people how to find you on the Internet. Well, thank you so much for it was, having it was us. We've had fun. a blast yes, as always yes. with you guys. It's always fun. We love you guys yeah. now. We love y'all. And if you want to find us, we are on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter. Yep. On YouTube, yeah. Sometimes on the Dice Tower. Sometimes on that Dice Tower. Yep. Yeah. And if you're in Omaha, you can catch us on television on Fox Channel. I mean, Cox, not Fox. Cox, not Fox. Cox. Cox Channel 22. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're on TV, y'all. TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm moving out there just to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What, what, are, what are you making your own streaming channel? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do not know. I yeah. do not know. Mm. The day we can give up our jobs. Yes. Got, yes. We got to give up the day jobs. <laughs> and we're not we're, there yet. <laughs> we're working to get you there. Uh, yeah, please. That's cool. Please go watch. Go watch the channel. I mean, if you, you heard from the podcast, they're they're a lot more entertaining than we are. <laughs> you got to go. You got to go well, watch. You guys are entertaining, yes, too. You are. Yeah. I just want you guys to bring the news back to the to, to the YouTube. You, bring you the news live back. in the news. This You just you lived the news it. with yeah, us today. Yeah, but I want to bring it back to YouTube. I like <laughs> them on YouTube. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We'll see what we can do for you. You know, you know right. that I, I often will just do whatever anyone says. <laughs> I <should> do. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate you. Give us a comment. Yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you joining us. Uh, anyone listening, if you want more Roll for Crit, you can find links to our YouTube stuff, live streams, and other things at rollforcrit.com. Or you can support us on Patreon if you want. Join our Discord server, get bonus audio episodes every week, or rate and review us on iTunes, which also helps. And hope everybody is uh, having a good week. That is the end of our show. My name is Jonathan. I'm Will. And this has been Roll for Crit.